Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, we are looking at aspects of God's love in Romans 5. It's always a blessing to me to ponder God's love and its effects on my life. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 5 and study God's love justifies. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we thank you for your love, demonstrated in all aspects of our lives. Help us, Father, to focus, to close in on our understanding of what that love does in our life and how it affects us spiritually. Father, give us an appreciation of your love for us and help us to love you more with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to begin reading in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exalt in hope of the glory of God. Here Paul writes about justification in verses 1 and 2. He says, Therefore, having been justified by faith. It's important to recognize that this is a past activity. It's something that's already been accomplished. Having been justified by faith. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, his death was sufficient to pay for all of our sin. And yet we don't fully come under the blood of Jesus Christ apart from faith. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are justified by faith. Now, it's an activity that takes place the moment we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior. When we turn from our sin and follow Jesus Christ, when we call on the name of the Lord, when we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts God has raised him from the dead, we are saved. We're told, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. When we exercise faith by trusting in Jesus Christ and all that he did on the cross as full payment for our sins, then we are justified. This word justified is a legal term. It's the idea of standing before a judge, being found not guilty before the Lord. The only way this is possible is because Jesus on the cross bore our sins, bore our guilt and our shame. And when God accepted his sacrifice in our place, then sin no longer can be accounted to those who put their faith in Jesus Christ. One preacher put it this way, it's just as if I'd never sinned. Through faith in Jesus Christ, I have been justified. It's not that I will be justified, I have been justified. My standing right now before the throne of God is a standing in which I am justified because of Jesus Christ's death on the cross, the shedding of his blood, bearing my sin and my shame and my guilt. When God accepted him, he accepted all of those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So looking further at verse 1, having been justified by faith, we have peace with through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
The idea of peace is the idea of the absence of conflict, the absence of turmoil. We who have rebelled against God, we who have had conflict with God due to our sin and our rebellion, now can have peace with God. We can be reconciled with God. This is a tremendous truth. What a blessing, the idea that God, who is a righteous and holy judge, now looks at us and we have peace with him. We are right with him. We can have fellowship with God, our creator and our savior. So being justified by the death of Christ results in peace with God. And this is all through our Lord Jesus Christ. It should be stated here that over and over again, Paul is using the term Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord. He is Lord because he is God. He is Lord because he is creator. He is Lord because he brought about our salvation through his humbling sacrifice on the cross. Jesus is Lord, and he should be our active Lord in our lives. There are those out there who would like to claim that Jesus need not be our Lord, that it's enough that he is our Savior. We cannot accept who Jesus truly is unless we accept his lordship over all things. And we who have been saved, who have been indwelled by the Holy Spirit, should know and embrace with all of our hearts the lordship of Jesus Christ, especially since we have experienced God's love expressed through his sacrifice. Then we are told in verse 2 that it's through Jesus that we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we now stand. It is through Jesus Christ that we find our means of salvation, our entryway into the grace of God in which we stand. It's not just grace that saves us. It's grace that sustains us in our daily walk by faith in Jesus Christ. One of the stanzas of that beloved hymn, Amazing Grace, says, Through many dangers, toils, and snares, we have already come. T'was grace that brought us safe thus far, and grace will lead us home. It is God's grace that saves us from our sin, opens our blind eyes, enables us to walk, gives us new life. But it's also grace that leads us through the dangers, toils, and snares that enables us to live victoriously day by day over sin and the flesh and the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. So God's love justifies us, resulting in our peace with God through Jesus Christ and our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And then finally, Paul writes, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. Exult. That's an interesting word. What does it mean? It means to lift up or to elevate. It also means to praise or glorify. The idea of exalting here contains this idea that we who were once sinners, enemies of God, have been lifted up by the grace of God, have been justified. Peace with God now exists between us and our Father, and we exult. We have been lifted up to the place to where we can now praise and glorify God in the hope of the glory of God, in the hope of the glory that God possesses and that God will extend to us who have been saved in eternity. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 says, 
that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Earlier in Ephesians 2, Paul says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast." For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared in advance that we should walk in them. And we exult. We exult in the salvation that God has provided for us through Jesus Christ. We exult in the life that God has given to us by his grace to live before him and walk before him through the power and presence of his Holy Spirit. But we also exult in the fact that one day all of this will be passed, we will be completely and forever delivered from sin and temptation, from death and the grave, and we will forever reign with Jesus Christ as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. This is how the love of God plays out in our lives. He loves us and sent his son Jesus to die for us. He loves us and calls us to him by faith, so that we might know him, have peace with him, that all of our hope can be in him, and in the knowledge that we are secure in Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 3 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Father, help us to experience the full measure of your love, a love that saves, a love that sanctifies, and a love that glorifies. Help us, Father, by faith to not only trust in what Jesus did on the cross, but to trust in such a way that by the leadership of your Holy Spirit, we live out your word. We live out the will of Jesus in our lives day by day. Thank you so much, Father, for your love. Thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross for us. And thank you for the Holy Spirit who indwells us and helps us that we might not gratify the desires of the flesh, but rather walk in the Spirit. Father, I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit that we may please you day by day. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. 
Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.